Welcome to the Brand Ballers Podcast, where it's all about learning to build a brand that people understand. So we're doing a series on how to use your website to brand like a baller. During these six episodes, we'll be covering, number one, what is a website, past, present, the evolution, and how it affects your brand and your business. Number two, who the hell are you marketing to? And how does your website design and or functionality make that happen? Number three, setting up your website like restaurants, branding expert approach versus internet marketing where numbers count. Number four, user experience, one page versus multiple pages. Number five, maintenance, ways to keep your website fresh so your site visitors have a good experience and impression of your brand. And finally, number six, we're gonna talk about now what? How these topics have affected our own approach to our websites. So, Carl, who the hell are you marketing to? And don't say my mom. And how does your website design and functionality make that happen? So, why don't we start off? Why don't we start off with talking about the importance of knowing who you are marketing to, and how your website makes that happen? Good place to start. Okay, so number one, the most important thing is that your target market pretty much determines what you do on a daily basis to run your business. I think that is very obvious, but I think it just I don't know. People often get distracted by who their target market really is. And so, you know, knowing that, uh, then, you know, you know that it, that determines your focus. And so your website then should make it abundantly clear who you serve or at least what problem you solve. If, for example, you solve, you know, your, uh, the people that you serve might be very different, but the problem they have is all very similar. So at least make it very clear what you're doing and who you're doing it for. Yeah. I definitely find that it's very easy to want to market to the world as opposed to just one type of person. So it's definitely something Yeah, you got to think who your target market is. And where that kind of goes is to, you know, once you can figure this out, it shows that you know uh, the person that you're targeting, uh, who you're, you're actually speaking to them. Uh, you understand their motivations, uh, their pain points, things that they're struggling with. Ultimately, this kind of goes to the solution that you have, uh, you can show them how the solution is catered just for them. And when it comes to creating your website, the style, the language that you use, images, the fonts that you select, because you know who you're targeting, it's going to be much easier or you're going to be able to create something that is really catered to them and speaks to them. This term, Carl says, uh, dip your toes into uh, their interest. Yeah, don't dip your toes anywhere near here, by the way. <laughs> Dirty water in Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so basically that is the second one, right? So the third thing that is really important as far as knowing your target market and related to your website is that it helps you understand how to convert those prospects into customers and clients. So yes, they come to your website, they see that, okay, this guy knows me and they have something that, that uh, will solve my problems. And as Mike mentioned, you know, we can demonstrate all that. And then now we want to be able to convert those people into actual clients. And so as an example, maybe you want to have uh, something on there that says, okay, this is how you actually do it. This is how you actually convert. This, this is how you actually get what, um, what we have. And so make sure that your website is easy enough for people to use so that they can actually get what you're selling, right? Make sure it's really painless. Uh, this can be your navigation. This could be the way the site is designed. It could even be the way that your site you know, loads as far as the pages and site speed is concerned. So a few different things like that um, to make sure that the experience is relatively painless. And also make sure that, you know, we sometimes, okay, backing up a little bit, sometimes we think, should we put a lot of information onto these pages or a little bit? 
And I think that it really is determined by what your target market requires and also who you are as well. So as an example for Nike, they only need to really show a picture of a shoe and like Mike wearing them and then people they fly off the shelves, right? <laughs> I wish. But exactly, right? Whereas for our own stuff, maybe, you know, for Mike's websites and my videos or whatever, maybe we've got to give people a little bit more information and interact more with them in order to produce that sale. So a little bit different way that you'd approach it and uh, how much to put onto your website. So think about who your target market is and who you are as well. Okay, so now that we've covered those three important things, let's go on to the action steps that you can take away from the podcast, all right? So why don't you go start with number one, Mike? Okay, so for the action steps, what we want to do is we want to talk about a uh, sort of a framework on how you can create a landing page. And I got this idea from this blog called uh, Copy Hackers. And so they use this framework called the PASS framework. And what this is, is it's divided, you divide your website in terms of how you create a page. Uh, you divide it into three sections. Uh, first, number one is the problem, number two is agitating, and number three is the your solution. So let's talk about this in a little bit of detail. All right, so starting off with the first one, it's good to, so P stands for problem. So identify the top one to two problems of your client and uh, that you can solve. Uh, maybe, maybe it's something they don't even realize is a problem, or and it could even be something they've just accepted as normal. Um, you know, for example, like yeah, like bunions, like bunions. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. So I get this a lot. Uh, so people think that, uh, that businesses, uh, that business isn't made from from a website because they're really used to, you know, making all the transactions or deals, uh, offline in person. But what they forget is it's not related to direct sales. So maybe they don't have a, a buy now button on their website, but People feel less comfortable when it comes to recommending. Re <laughs> people feel less comfortable when it comes to referring uh, your services. If you have a sketchy-looking website like this dentist that you're always talking about, it you know you just don't feel comfortable recommending this guy. It kind of sets a bad tone or a bad first impression. It totally doesn't jive. I mean, I. I I don't want to harp on him so much. I feel kind of sorry about it because he's a nice guy. But I went to his website actually this morning just to quickly look at it again to see if anything changed just in case <laughs> I, I start bashing on it and then it's been updated. But it hasn't. So, <laughs> so we're good. So, so we're good let's keep bashing. bashing. Let's keep bashing. <laughs> but it is. It, it really is. The guy is really a good dentist and he's really well known. But when you go there, it's like, oh, it's kind of a letdown. So anyway, enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Bash him next. Yeah. All right, so the next thing is about you want to agitate. So once you've identified the problem, you want to go a little bit deeper. You want to make the client understand that you understand them, understand their, their issues, and you do that by talking a little bit more about it. So talk about worst-case scenarios, for example. Yeah, I mean, I think you had a really good example about the, um, the lawyers that you, that you made a website for, right, where they feel like, okay, well, we're a really highly professional law firm. We want people to understand that um, and... But however, you know, when people visit their website, if they don't, if the potential clients don't see that, then obviously they lose business and credibility. And obviously, you know, as far as a law firm is concerned, you really don't want people to think that you're unprofessional, right? Otherwise, you know, that's it. You're done. All right. And then the final thing is once you've agitated someone enough, what you do is you come in with your solution. And the idea is to talk about how you're going to solve 
uh, their problems. So you share experiences of how you've helped people in similar situations. That was it? Oh, okay, yeah. That, 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 that was it. Sure. Well, okay, so you want to make sure that you can prove that you can actually do what you say you're going to do, that not only do you understand them and that you, know, you recognize their problem, that you've agitated them, but you also want to make sure that, okay, yeah, you actually can prove that you can do it. So as an example, maybe you would have things like uh, testimonials on there. Maybe you, uh, you show your process on there, how you actually go about doing it, the steps that you take. So just some kind of proof or some kind of credibility so people can say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, they not only understand me, they've really upset me now, but now they can actually fix my problem. So make sure that you can actually prove it as well. Show that. And that is this episode of the Brand Ballers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get fresh new episodes each and every single week. And please let us know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Thanks for listening to Brand Ballers. Learn to build a brand that people understand. <laughs>